Hello, and welcome to another episode of Gerald's Podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Williams II. And thank you for listening to my topics regarding social media and human interaction. We have spoken about many interesting topics dealing with social media and human interaction. But for my last topic on this series, I will speak about social media, short and long-term considerations on social media that may result in things like internet addiction and oppression. We as people are spending time online more than any other time than before. This is simply because we are using the internet to do more things we used to do offline. Shopping online has increased. People are using apps to buy groceries. The amount of online dating apps have continued to rise. And online for more relationships than ever before. And I don't want to even speak about how all the different social media apps has allowed us, allow for us to reach people and to share information like we ever did before. But why is it important to identify detrimental online and offline behaviors and how do they intersect? This is important because risky online behavior can lead to negative effects in your offline life. Studies have shown that too much internet can lead to depressive symptoms. And according to a study by Griffin and later McKenna and Barr, too much internet has been linked to neglect of academic and domestic responsibilities and disruptions of relationships among adolescents and adults. This was a study done in 2000. But we all want to establish those relationships and share on our social media apps. The text by Wiley both speak of impression management theory. And I think this is behind users' engagement in social media. They may share certain features about themselves, consciously or unconsciously, in a manner that makes them look the best. This may cause some risky behaviors like oversharing. But not all uh, sharing is wrong. Sharing and communication with our peers are common exhibit behaviors in social media. If we are comparing ourselves to others, it can lead to depression. Some may be judging you and not everyone is polite or nice. You may be linked to expose harassment due to the sharing and the link to social media, which may affect someone's self-esteem. Social media is also a space where peers and even people you don't know share things that you may have in common. You think if someone is down but gets 100 likes on a post or pictures on a video that that won't increase their self-esteem, people may feel self-conscious about a look, a size, or even a style and find out that you're not alone and people actually like what you are showing. An example of this is plus-size models. Many men and women may feel uncomfortable about their size and shape, but when they go to social media, they may find someone that looks just like them and that are admired by many. This can make someone feel more comfortable in their skin. Because of these variations, you are exposing yourself to different spectrums from feeling like you belong to isolation or both of these things at different times. I say use social media, but once you notice that the social media is showing someone to be depressed, be withdrawn and neglect offline responsibilities, that person may take inventory of their use. We should start noticing that everything that they do is tied to social media and they may have a problem. I know we all know someone that is more excited about taking the pic- taking pictures to post to social media than even enjoying their own activities or a person that needs to take a picture of every meal that they eat. I know we all know someone like this. If you notice these changes in the individual, you should let the person know. Maybe they're not recognizing the negative impacts. Make sure to bring this recognition, though, in a loving way, because it may be not it may be hard to accept that you're going through depression related to something dealing with social media. You can also explain Internet addiction. 
which Wiley defines as an overuse of the internet leading to impairment of an individual's psychological state, both mental and emotional, as well as their scholastic, occupational, and social interaction. You, don't, you will notice this when the internet addiction affects the individual's normal life and causes stress to family, friends, loved ones, and even work environment. There was an addiction diagnosis criteria that was developed by Young in a study in 1998 that proposed that five or more of the following points must be present for the addiction. The person is preoccupied with the internet, thinks about online activities or anticipates the next session of internet, the person needs to use the internet for increasing amounts of time in order to achieve satisfaction, the person has made unsuccessful efforts to control, cut back, or stop internet use, person is restless, moody, de- depressed, or irritable when attempting to cut down or end internet use. The person says online longer than originally intended. The person has jeopardized or risked the loss of a significant relationship, job, education, or career opportunity because of internet use. The person has lied to a family member or other to conceal the extent of their involvement with the internet. The person uses the internet as a way of escaping from problems. The issue should be addressed. If you ever have any of these, the issue, again, should be addressed by speaking about the issues and making changes to the addictive behaviors. As I mentioned, I appreciate you all listening to me about social media, internet addiction, and depression. Hopefully, if you need the assistance, you'll reach out to your loved ones and get that as, as, uh, to, uh, help. If you notice someone is having those issues, also reach out to them so they can get the result that they need. Again, thank you. I'm your host, Gerald Williams. Hopefully, you'll hear from me in another podcast soon. Have a good day.